Tweaking Geek, number 16. Recorded live in Burkina Faso at the Republic Day celebration. Wow, that is a very fancy place to record a podcast from. It is. So anyone who just downloaded this podcast might have noticed it downloaded really, really fast. And really long time after the last one. (laughs) So why have we been such slackers? Let me see. There could have been that whole we were uh, supporting the orphans in Burkina Faso. We we don't support orphans. Oh, that's right. As regular listeners will know. Yeah, actually... Uh, yeah, there was probably like kind of an orphan, almost um, call an incident earlier. That's what caused this episode to be delayed for so long. So they say a rule in blogging is like never apologize for not blogging. So we don't apologize for not podcasting. Screw you, listeners. I actually blame the listeners for not listening more frequently because obviously the reason that we're taking so long is because the listeners don't listen uh soon enough or quickly enough more frequently enough that's what i want to say but to show that we do pay attention to our listeners uh we've brought back a favorite from a couple of episodes ago you brought back the vibe-o-matic 3000 uh yeah no we brought back Lori. Lori. hello welcome back did you guys notice that neither one of you introduced yourself oh i'm craig yeah and i'm pat and who are you? And I'm Lori. How do you know I was talking to you? I could have been talking to Pat, because you couldn't see me indicating who I was talking to. And speaking um, of who's true. who, so who's Tweak and who's Geek? I say Lori's Geek. I want to be... Um, I think anyone that knows the three of us knows that you guys are way geekier than I am. Oh, well, I thought, I thought the uh, we had been given the titles of Tweak, Geek, and Chic. That's true. Thank you, Edmund. Yes, thank you, Edmund. Now, Lori, what's it like being Tweak? I'm obviously <gasps> Sheik. <laughs> oh, burn. Well, okay. So, all right. If we if we keep on like this, then our promise of a faster downloaded podcast is going to be shown to be a filthy lie. But we we do have a faster downloading podcast because we now record shorter podcasts, right? And we download them all via fiber optic cable uh, or, uh, connected directly to the Verizon Internet Hub. We do? No. Okay. So uh, what's, what's new this week? Uh, I, I, I won't go there. Um, I was going to say frequency, but I'm not going to. Well, what's new this week? Actually, you just did. Oh. You suck. Oh, I went there. Oh, yeah, snap. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, uh-huh. So we'll... A few weeks ago, when you know, obviously you and I have both been pretty busy. Me in the the new office, as everyone probably heard from episode fifteen. And if you don't know about that from episode fifteen, then please stop listening now. Uh, and if any of your coworkers are out there listening to this podcast, I feel really bad for your change in dress code. Thank you, Lori. You know, I have to tell you, in, in kind of going looking back on it like the dress code's not so bad and the office isn't so bad the only probably the only thing is is that like uh it, the chattiness of our office mates has been accentuated about five thousand percent so i wonder how much you guys will appreciate your dress code come like july in maine when it's sticky and you just want to be comfortable oh the the summer dress code is nudity or oh, or, or khakis and a polo 
Hold on, I'm trying to find something sharp to stab my eye out with. <laughs> you should. <laughs> well, so last time we talked, we were on the verge of something fantastically wonderful. And that was... The incoming meteorite that was going to wipe out the dinosaur population of the Earth? As fabulously wonderful as that would be, no. Uh, it is the iPod Touch software 2.2. And yes, it's also iPhone software also, but you know... Down with iPhones. Anybody who listens to us knows that we are iPod Touch evangelists. So, so yeah, about about a month ago, uh, Apple released the iPod Touch software 2.2. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty happy. Have you downloaded it yet, Pat? I don't think I have. I couldn't tell you for sure. Okay. Um, it was like a hundred. Isn't that, isn't that awful? That is pretty awful, actually. No, it's it's not awful. It just shows that you have a life outside of iPods. I I'm not an early adopter. I notice that. Well, that that's okay. So you know what that means? That just means that I have something to talk about that you don't know about. This is I'm going. It's, to... I, I definitely don't have the new software, by the way, because uh, I I don't have the podcast feed. Ah, so okay. So thank you for spoiling my big surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I mean, I don't that. have the. Download day, oddcast pay. Okay. Uh, oh, that's good. So uh, we definitely, all of the pig Latin features were definitely added in this version. So I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what the new features are of this and encourage any of our listeners who haven't had, who haven't downloaded this yet for their iPhone or iPod Touch, that they should do so. And if you were kind of teetering on whether or not to get a Touch or an iPhone, I think that some of the uh, features on this make it pretty much a compelling purchase. Okay, let's hear them. All right, so here's some of the ones that I've found that they advertise that they have, and then I actually have discovered some that were not advertised, which were probably unintended side effects, which just goes to show there's human beings developing this stuff. All right, so in Safari... Wait, really? I, th- I thought Apple was full of... Benevolent aliens showering us with magical technologies. That's true. They are. Well, well, no, that's just Steve Jobs, and I'm not sure you could call him benevolent. <laughs> but, you know. So, all right. So, in Safari, now you have more screen real estate on your web browser because the search bar and the address bar are now side by side. And when you, cl- when you tap on one of them, it kind of, like, expands, which is a great idea. It's a, they probably gave you 10% more screen area. Yeah, and on a small screen like that, that's... that's yeah, huge. exactly. Now, the big one also is something that I have been like hoping and praying and wishing and cajoling about since I first got this thing. You can now download podcasts from the iTunes store on the uh, iPod Touch with this software. So you don't have to go through a computer. You don't have to go. You can get it directly either via Wi-Fi or I believe you can get it through Edge and 3G also, which the iTunes uh, Wi-Fi music store, the whatever, the iTunes store on the iPhone, I think originally you couldn't do it through the cellular network. And I think that they have allowed you to do podcasts via the cellular network. Which is wow. which is big because then you could just be wherever and get your new podcasts. That's great. It, it is, and it's 
pretty good. It, what happens is you go into wherever you listen to your podcast and you know the playlist or whatever, and it'll you'll have a little thing that says "Get More Episodes," and you tap on it, and it will actually take you to the iTunes Store. And I tried it with Tweak and Geek, and bang, I was able to download more episodes. I don't believe you. Well, that's, we haven't had a new episode in years. I was going to say that's true. I'm kind of lying. It took me to there, and I was able. I would have been able to download old episodes, but you know, apparently, get new episodes doesn't actually induce the recording of one. It just lets you get one that's on the server. Right, and since we didn't have any new episodes since roughly the Cretaceous period. That's right. I, I prefer the Jurassic or maybe the Mississippian, but still. So. All right, and now, all right, here's another, like, kind of little thing. The uh, no album art picture on your, uh, on your iPhone, uh, iPhone, 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 iPod, the iPhone is like what you own if you really kick ass at video games. <laughs> That's right, iPhone, so it is. Well, it, it used to be just like little musical notes, which was the same, uh, little icon that uh, you had if there was no music, uh, no album art for an actual music. But now it has a little picture of a person with the waves coming out of its head. That's amazing, huh? Um, sounds more appealing than the old picture anyway. Yeah, it's, it just indicates that it is a podcast. The podcasts are actually something real now. It's not just like music, although you still have to go to the music thing, which I think they should just call it audio, but that's beside the point. Okay, um... You have the ability to turn off autocorrection in on your uh, iPod or on your you know for the keyboard. Which if you why would you? Well, if you've it's good, but sometimes when you're trying to type in certain things like names or whatever, you have to go up and click that little tiny X to not accept the autocorrection, and that can be kind of a pain in the butt. So if you're if you do a lot of typing on it and you're really good at it, I would say that this could be something useful. You know. Cool. All right, so there's some security fixes for Safari that I don't know. Probably, it's probably a security fix that makes it so you can't jailbreak it anymore. That's my guess. Uh, there's, t- tell me this isn't awesome. Home screen shortcut. Now, if you if you're a big fan of the App Store like I am, you have like pretty much every free app that's ever been down or ever been created downloaded. But what happens is you get all these pages of icons on your desktop. Well, I'm not sure you call it a desktop, palm top, we'll call it. You have these, you know, on your touch top. Touch top. You have multiple screens of icons. So what you can do now is, regardless of whichever one you're on, you hit the home button, and it's going to take you to the first screen. Which sounds kind of stupid, but if you have like five or six, instead of like flicking back and forth, it's just like a shortcut straight back home. And often, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, oftentimes you'll have kind of, you know, maybe your email thing on your on there or something, or that's where Safari is or something like that. But it's good. Um, so, uh, there's some new languages and there's some mail improvements, including email, improved email fetching scheduling, which uh, I, I'm not actually sure what that means. And I'm not sure that it actually affected me. So I don't really know. And it also has improved HTML email formatting. And it said something about wide formatting, but you still can't flip over the iPod and have the email, you know, flip over. It, it doesn't work. So I'm not exactly sure what the improvement was, because I never thought it was particularly bad. So, who knows? This is why Apple fired you as a spokesperson. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, this is a new feature. It, it functions exactly the same as the old feature, but it's new. 
<laughs> this is a new feature, but I'm not sure it actually does anything. Ooh. Well, the the one thing they did is uh, Google Maps improvements on the iPhone, and they omitted them from the the iPod Touch. So, for instance, you have Street View, which is not available on the iPod Touch, but is available on the uh, on the iPhone, and public transit navigation and sharing of information via email. And I have a theory on that. So, what's your theory? Why that sounds strange? It does, but I. Th- it sounds strange. It, it, it probably would just. It would have been better just to include it. Whatever, right? You know. But they didn't include it. So here's my thought: is that the whole point of you know you're using Google Maps Street View pretty much implies that you're you know I'm looking for you know the liposuction clinic, and I don't know if it's the one on you know, 5th Street or 7th Street. So I, you know, because there's two liposuction clinics listed. So I click on the street view and then I can see, you know, wherever I am, I can see, okay, look, there's, you know, a Starbucks down the street from it or whatever. So basically, street view, you can kind of say, oh, it's used for kind of getting your bearings where you are right now. So they might have said, well, in true Apple fashion, people won't need that because of whatever, even though it's cool. And the public transit navigation, presumably I'm in New York City running down the street to my uh, down with orphans meeting, and I need to know which subway to take that will get me there fastest. And so if I'm just sitting at home, I can just get on the regular internet and do that. So That makes sense. Yeah, it's, it's not great logic. If that is their logic, or it may just have been like they forgot, like when they first released the iPod Touch, you couldn't actually enter in contacts or anything onto your schedule, or I guess it's contacts, one of the two. You couldn't actually enter anything. It was just like they accidentally left it read only. So, okay. So that that was just it. I, it's some pretty cool stuff. Uh, it, it every iteration of the software they've had for this thing, and I know I'm just kind of always like, oh, I love it so much, it's so wonderful. But the fact of the matter is, this little device is turning into a uh, a very powerful computing platform with a lot of features that is e- that makes it easy to use and useful in in what you can use it for. I was at a client site today, and the one of the guy I was talking to was checking his iPhone. I said, oh, nice iPhone. He's like, yeah, we're standardizing on them now. So they're like the third company that I've heard of just in the past couple of months that have decided that they're going to use the iPhone as their smartphones. Right. The The genius of the iPhone wasn't so much the iPhone itself, which, I mean, it was okay. Uh, definitely, at least when it came out, you could get better smartphones for the money. Um, but the genius is that they made it such a great experience to use that people who had no idea they wanted a smartphone got one. Right. And I think with something like the iPhone, it, yeah, it made it easy to use, and um, they uh, they did something that a lot of companies haven't done with the phones. You know, th- I may have even mentioned this at some point on previous podcasts that a lot of times you'll get a mobile phone. You say, you know, get the new, you know, Motorola Juggernaut. It has five million features or whatever. But then what happens is that they allow the phone companies to disable whatever they want. So basically you can't use Bluetooth file sharing anymore or you can't do this anymore. You can't do that anymore because you have to pay for the Verizon service or the T-Mobile service. But this has a completely 
you know, kind of a hands-off approach from AT&T. AT&T is the only carrier, but they don't have any kind of say of what's, what actually occurs on the phone, which I think is a fantastic business model. Right, although Apple is getting a reputation a little bit for being pretty heavy-handed on denying uh, apps into the App Store. Yeah, and you know, I kind of wonder about that. Is What do you think? Is it that they're really trying to prevent low-quality applications, or is it really just because they can? I would say it's that they want to control the experience of the things they've decided to jump into as a market. Yeah, well... And I guess you know it is their prerogative. You know they're, you know they can do it. Now my thought for something that the Apple should do for the iPhone going forward, and I don't know, maybe this is a bad business model, but they should for companies that are using this because a lot are are adopting. What they might want to do is allow companies to have another way to install custom applications onto the iPhone. For instance, if I have a certain uh, business intelligence dashboard that I want to put on there or you know or whatever that I don't want to have to get it off the public iTunes store you know because it might be the the Craig Bossy incorporated you know factory monitoring software but you know I don't want that available to the public but I would like to be able to put it on my iPhone I think that would be an interesting thing for them to move forward with is well for that you need the Google Android phones you, yeah you mean the the Google Android phone that is like okay, okay. Oh, really? You're agreeing sure. with me? Well, it, uh, there's, there's only the one in the U.S. There's another one coming out in Europe. Oh well, I'd be that's that's something to keep an eye on because uh, right now, if they have a great, you know, basically great thing to copy, they can make this fantastic phone, and the iPhone's already kind of broken the ice so to speak so what do you yeah i think the question with the android is going to be if the open source community rises up to support it with really high quality applications and let's be honest the open source community has produced a bunch of um how to say this really bad looking poor user experiences wrapped around essentially good features yes i agree and the open source community is also notorious for making this great piece of software that everybody starts to use and then the developers are like oh I'm kind of bored of this I'm going to move on to other stuff and then the software just kind of like bug fixes and everything else just kind of goes away so you have this thing and that's it so I I agree I I love the open source community and I love open source software but I agree that probably having something a little bit more commercial definitely can kind of keep things moving along well, if you're competing with the experience on the iPhone. Yeah, or anything. So so uh, there's also the BlackBerry Storm. Tell me a little bit about I'm that. trying to fight into this. Um, I don't have hands-on experience with one, but the reviews are pretty lackluster. Um, I guess they came up with a cool new user interface, which is a touchscreen that clicks down like a button. So you have a new thing that you don't have on an iPhone-type touchscreen where you can hover or click. Hmm. But then, okay, when the when the iPhone came out, they completely rewrote every application on the iPod to work really well with the touchscreen. Wow. BlackBerry didn't do that. They have the same old applications for the moment. Oh. Well, yeah. So it's it's getting pretty lackluster reviews. People like it's it's good, but it's not an iPhone killer. Well, hey, you know what? A little competition's good for 
anything. It keeps you from it, it keeps your phone and your whole business from getting lame. And speak it's definitely Oh, sorry. I was trying I was trying to segue because I want to Well let's segue. Have I right, delete all this? And speaking of lame Are you recording still? Because I heard the like the little Katamari Damashi sound. I, I would have to uh, edit that out, except for you said Katamari Damachi, which I think is fun. So, <laughs> so, uh, so listeners, pretend you didn't hear that little backstage stuff. All right, all right. I'm going to try this one more time, and if anybody, if any, if anybody interrupts me again, the orphan gets it. Speaking of lame, hey, <laughs> I just want to see the orphan get it. Uh, all right. So, is it time for the for, lamest news of the week? It's time for the lamest, lamest news of, of the week. week. Good. So, well, here we are. I think we should have ladies first on this week's lamest news of the week because it's really the lamest news of the since three weeks ago. Yeah, this, this is lame news that has to cover quite a time span. And looking, that's true. Yeah, and looking at the selection today, I'd say that we've succeeded. There's some pretty lame ass crap going on today. So, all right. So, speaking of crap. <laughs> How about we have Laurie go first? Oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) But no, this is just because I can see her story in front of me, and it is relevant. It is, yes. Pat, all right, so everybody, Pat was not calling Laurie crap. (laughs) Pat, were you calling Laurie crap? I think we should hear Laurie's lamest news story. I think that's a great idea. All right, my lamest news story comes to us from the great state of Tennessee, where a woman that was visiting the restroom at her local Cracker Barrel restaurant found $97,000 in cash (laughs) in a bag on the back of uh, the bathroom stall. And the lady didn't keep it. She turned it in and was a real good, honest citizen. And this whole story disturbs me. First of all, why are you bringing $97,000 into Cracker Barrel? (laughs) Why are you bringing $97,000 into the bathroom of Cracker Barrel and forgetting it? <laughs> Whoops. Where'd my $97,000 go? <laughs> Have you heard of a bank check? Um, no, the way it all comes down, um, the money was the proceeds of a woman's sale of her home, and she was moving to Florida to start over. But still, bank check. And she took it into the bathroom at Cracker Barrel? Well, what it. are you going to do? Leave it at the table? How about <laughs> Good point. you leave it in the car? It's probably safer there than in the bathroom or Cracker Barrel. It, or how about you be like, oh, excuse me, Mr. Waiter, could you watch my $97,000 <laughs> while I go take a crap? <laughs> it's, oh, I, I've been eating crap. She could have had a friend, like, wash her bag for her or something. But, yeah, but if you've been eating at Cracker Barrel, you're going to be spending some serious QT in the commode. That is absolutely true. That's true. It probably she probably just Yeah, that 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 is a very good point. But I our one question one thing you didn't tell us, Lori, was it like one ninety seven thousand dollar bill or was it nine point seven million pennies? No, it was neatly stacked bills in a in a How do you you know carry all bag? How do you okay, here's yeah. here's what I need to know. How do you find that much cash in a bathroom and resist the urge to use it as TV? <laughs> I don't know. I I would have skimmed. I gotta be honest with you. I'm I'm not as honest as this lady was. And I guess the um the owner of the bag actually offered her a thousand dollar reward too, and she turned it down. 
Wow. That's really nice. I right? couldn't do that. I'd be like, you know, I really can't. Yeah, I could really accept this. Yeah, totally. But still, the proceeds of your home sale, like, I'd, I, most banks probably don't have that much cash on hand. You know, like little banks. I suppose if you go to like a big, big branch of a bank. But still, you kind of see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, well, I mean, this just reminds me of my grandmother and the fact that when she did pass away, we were finding money all over her house, like, you know, in a baggie in the flower bin, you know, behind the sink. I mean... In the Cracker Barrel restroom. That, in the Cracker Barrel restroom, gosh. It's it's sad that people have such an inherent distrust of banks um, from that generation, but, you know, at the same time, I can kind of understand it now. I mean, this woman probably would barely be covered by the FDIC if her bank did go under. But huh. still, she could have done it a little bit more securely. Um, I don't... I mean, you guys are men, obviously, and you haven't probably brought your purse or whatever into, um, you know, the bathroom stall before because you don't have purses. And, you know, you may have a shopping bag if you go. But um, And we don't use girl, stalls. We use a trench. <laughs> right. For girls, if you have to go in the stall, I mean, you have to hang your, your bag up. I mean, you're looking at the bag while you're going to the bathroom. And it's pretty important that you remember to grab that bag on your way out. So... Um, knowing that my whole life savings was in the bathroom stall with me, I probably would be a little bit more on the ball about taking it with me when I exit. I agree. Maybe she was drunk. <laughs> she, she's a Cracker Barrel start alcohol? I don't know. Who says you had to consume the alcohol there? That's true. There's those nice little rocking chairs on the front porch that you could sip your drink in a paper bag. And <laughs> your Long Island iced tea. <laughs> wash your way Wash your day away. Oh, well, okay. Right, so, so, so the my turn. okay, your turn. I just want to say about Lori's so that the, the so the the news story is definitely because you know how we're always like, is it a, a lame story or a story about something lame? That is definitely a story about something lame. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, Pat, your turn. All right, Autoblog.com has released its list of the top ten least stolen vehicles in two thousand eight. How exciting is that? Let me guess. Smart car. No, smart car isn't on here. Uh, wow. I can't believe a smart car has ever been stolen. Maybe there aren't enough purchased but, to actually <laughs> have any stolen. But here here are some that surprise me and some that don't surprise me. Okay. Right? So the number one least stolen vehicle is a Mercedes, which seems like a it'd be a great target. But it's not. Huh. So, Why? Um, the Ford Focus, 2005 through 2007 model, is also there. That doesn't surprise me because I had one. And no one would ever want one of those. Exactly. Um, the new Beetle, 2005 through 2007, is on that list. And that's because most car thieves aren't gay. <laughs> so that, that one doesn't surprise oh, okay. me. So that's, that was my news. So when, when you say 0.6 per 1,000 stolen, does that mean that if there was... A thousand Mercedes E series two thousand five to seven sitting in the lot, the the uh the thieves would come with a big torch and take about sixty percent of one of them, maybe like some tires and the chassis. Exactly what I mean. Or or is it that they have a thousand and they just steal like one side mirror off each one of them? Maybe that's what it means. Well that's they actually list it's claims per 1,000 insured vehicles. So this doesn't tell you anything about how many uninsured Mercedes could be stolen. 
<laughs> I'm, yes, I'm. It could be like uninsured Mercedes move, like you know, ninety-seven thousand dollars to a Cracker Barrel restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I left my Mercedes in the Cracker Barrel restroom. I wish I had insurance. <laughs> and they do say the average uh, payment per claim is ten thousand eight hundred and five dollars. So they may have the lowest incidence rate, but they had the uh, highest claim payouts. Ah, uh, well. Well, yeah. When your your base price is that high, I'm sure. Yeah. This actually kind of makes sense to me because um, from what I know about the whole um, which cars are most likely to be stolen, it's usually the ones that are occurring in the greatest frequency in the population because they're the most desirable for parts. Oh, yeah. So I, I remember a few years ago it was the Camry because there were so many Camrys on the road and um, Camrys breaking. So there was a great demand for parts and shady parts. Uh-huh. Interesting. That was a- I, I still just like my theory about you know the bands of flaming car thieves descending on new beetles. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I want to talk about mine now. First of all, I have to tell you, last... You're what, new beetle? Yeah. You know what that says about you. Yes, right. Exactly. Thank you. All right. See you oh, later, was Pat. Was that a lame story or a story about something lame? Pat? I think it was a lame story. Okay. That is pretty lame. It's just not, I mean, and by the way, the differences between top and bottom were 0.6 was number one least stolen, and 0.8 per 1,000 was number 10. Oh, <laughs> that is, that's a pretty lame statistic. So, or this is a statistic about something. <laughs> Very nice. All right, mine is, well, actually, before I tell you mine, I just have to say, and I don't, did I do this on the last podcast? Remember I talked about the drunk family getting arrested for drunk driving? And like they, yes. and that one. Well, I actually was listening to the Dr. Joy Brown show, which is she's like a radio psychologist, and she actually quoted, she actually talked about that news story on there, and she said that, and I was laughing, and she said, "This is a very, this is a very serious story. It's indicative of something, you know, very wrong with that family." She was like all analyzing it, and I was like, "Ah ha ha, ha that's hilarious." So, uh, but anyway, I just I, I heard my lame story, so I, that just validated that it was pretty lame. It was a story about lame yeah, people. Yeah, totally. All right, so mine is. Uh, about a nine-year-old boy in Colorado. Actually, I think it's Colorado. I. Uh, it is. Yes, it was in Colorado. So a nine-year-old boy was out snowboarding with his brother, and guess what happened? He got attacked by a coyote. And oh no! Yeah, I know. But then he he was able to fend off the coyote by beating it with his snowboard. And I have to say that the story itself is not lame you know it's i you know i it was actually kind of a cool story because it's like a nine-year-old kid like defends himself against like this like you know rabid coyote i it may not be rabid but it makes the story better so this rabid was coyote snowboard on his feet or was he holding the snowboard because uh, if it was on his feet that would be way more impressive uh no i think he was holding it uh it's okay. my guess so but anyway so you know and his brother was there whatever so he fights off the whatever the fights off the coyote hooray the real it would have been way cooler if like instead of fighting off the coyote he jumped off the coyote like on his board <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool no so that's not the lame part uh the lame part is actually the reporting because there was a video that came with the news story and it was this uh reporter or whatever i don't know who it was it was for i'm not even sure which news agency it was but there's really not much to say about the story. The kid was snowboarding, and the coyote came, and he beat the coyote off with the snowboard, and his brother was there. 
and whatever. There's not much to it. And the guy just like interviewed and interviewed and interviewed. And he was like, and so how did that make you feel? And then he said to the brother, how did that make you feel? And the brother was like, I don't know. And he's like, no, but, and then the guy was just like so excited about this story. And it was just, it was horrible. Like it was like three minutes too long. It was just, you, you should watch it. There's a, there's a, uh, link in the show notes and you should definitely watch it because it's just this very like annoying reporter talking about this i think i think they should have hired you because if that reporter had handed out lines talking about how the boy beat off the coyote (laughs) i know i I was kind of hoping that one would slip through (laughs) uh not in this crowd yeah okay beat the yeah all right he (laughs) defended himself against the coyote <laughs> it's way too late. That's what you know what they say. Where's Pat? Oh, he's off defending himself <laughs> against the coyote. <laughs> Again? Uh, That's the third time this morning. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I so I would say the news story it, the news story itself was not lame. This was a lame delivery of a reasonable news story. So yeah, because that, I mean that's definitely worthy of like a story, but not not a three minute. It, it was a, like a, not even a video. That's like one of those like two sentence things that you should see. But um, <laughs> would you say you were shocked when the coyote ripped into your arm with his teeth, severing flesh from the bone? I mean, yes. <laughs> if it, if it, I like turtles. <laughs> yeah. And, well, and, <laughs> you know that like local news, they they have to milk whatever they can, so. I guess if you're a local newscaster and there's not much exciting going on in your area, uh, it's you, true. You, know, you get some kid with coyotes and snowboards, and you gotta make it last until the six thirty time rolls around and the national news comes up. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably what this was. It's, it was kind of a fascinating thing, but it was just it was just like painful to watch. So I would ha- I would like to posit that Lori's story was. Definitely had the lamest components to it. I'm I'm gonna agree. I think I think Lori takes this one. Yeah, Lori. Yay, I'm lame. Yeah, tell us something we don't already know. <laughs> so for that, Lori wins. Uh, she can stay at my house. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, I, well, I think we should probably, guys, we should call it quits because you know what? There are a lot of coyotes out there to beat off, and so we've got our work cut out for us. <laughs> That's true. So, Lori, thanks for joining us on Tweaking Geek. Hey, thanks for having me back again. Sorry uh, I didn't have much to contribute on the iPod Touch section, but, you know, since I'm a nano user, I don't have your fancy-dancy 2.2 software. But last time you were here, we did get a, a chance to listen to you talk about the nano, so that's good. Absolutely. All right. Well, any shout-outs, you guys? Um. Shout out to my friend Edmund again. Um, he's moving to Australia and definitely uh, wish him well and hope he continues to listen to the podcast from down under. Throw another shrimp on the barbie, Edmund. <laughs> wow, so that's like what a down east Mainer would sound like in Australia? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I was trying to think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you see Angela Lansbury? She was shooting that show over here. <laughs> So it's like Sean Connery on Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> As we continue to beat off accents. 
<laughs> okay. I, I want to shout out to uh, to our listener, Derek, who is a very good listener. And uh, I saw him in the grocery store the other day, and I felt bad because I didn't recognize him at first. So sorry about that, Derek. But thank you. for Hannaford represent. Yes. All right. Now we have to pay Hannaford for that. So, all right. Ooh. All right. Well, so thanks for listening. And as always, remember to drop us a, an email at tg at tweakinggeek.com or send us a voice or call us, call and leave us a voicemail at one six seven eight nine 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 six three two one. Or come visit our po- podcast blog at www.tweakandgeek.com slash podcast or join our Facebook group. Yes. And that is where it's happening. So thanks for listening again. Beep. 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 Pat, you're a piece of crap. Your mother and I should never have had you. You disappointed me for the last time. Get me a beer. Beep. Come to our site. www.blahblahblah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Our phone number at 678-999. Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark.